Hey Amy, so it's April 5th, um, just after 1 o'clock here in Austin in the afternoon. I'm actually outside, I've been running for a bit, which feels really good. And um, it's, <laughs> I'm finally in a very different state from when I was, from the state I was in last night when I wrote your letter. Um, but I thought I'd still read it to you. So here goes. Hey Amy, it's 10 p.m. here in Austin. It's been raining all day. It feels like 10 years have passed since our last letters to each other. I keep wanting to tell you more as soon as I finish writing. I'm a bit tipsy as I write this and extremely tired. I'm just dragging myself through the week, hoping to make it to the end. Between work and Vera, there's very little in between. I get a little bit of writing done most evenings, but we never really get to relax anymore. Anyway, I I really appreciated your last letter. It made me wish we could have a drink somewhere in a bar in Europe and talk about our mothers and a portrait of a lady on fire all night long. I'm so tormented by motherhood that it's probably why I'm trying to write a novel about it. Um, I really loved the three words you chose to frame your letter around a portrait of a lady on fire. I totally get and agree on the I sex eroticism in the movie. I guess what I've been trying to figure out is the feeling that the eroticism in the movie isn't meant for me, but for the characters. Whereas in Blue is the Warmest Color, you immediately feel that the eroticism throughout is meant for the viewer. It's funny, I also very vividly remember the first scenes from that movie and how odd and awkward it felt that there was so much focus early on on Adele, I um, can't quite pronounce her last name, but I'm going to try to, Exarchupoulos, her, um, her very curvy behind uh, walking down the street. I also adore the solidarity between the three women in A Portrait of a Lady on Fire and find it kind of strange that critics haven't really emphasized enough that Celine Siamma, <laughs> sorry, I mispronounced her name earlier in the letters. Schiamma, she's like an Italian. Um, <laughs> but uh, that, um, that anyway, that she didn't, br that, that um, critics don't really talk about much that she didn't really bring shame into the story of the servant either, who is um, played by uh, Luana Bairami. Um, and it's like you said as well, there isn't really any shame around um, their actions overall, which I really found very powerful to see. I mean, if you, yeah, if you really, if you really need to boil, boil it down, Celine Siamma is really a fucking badass. The auto straddle, auto straddle interview men you mentioned is so cool and also funny. Um, really sweet and I, and I think I was trying to I think what I was trying to describe in my last letter about her not following mainstream expectations of sex scenes in lesbian love stories is kind of what she says uh, in the same interview where she writes that she didn't want a performance sex is almost always a performance um, and here's a quote from that here's another quote from that interview here I didn't want the performance. It's almost always a performance. But this armpit thing is is true. That's true penetration, you know? 
sex scenes should embody how joyful, fun, and inventive sex really is. And it's a process for me. I can't wait to see how I'll think about and craft sexuality in my next film. It depends on the story, but it's also a really personal journey and a deconstruction. I'm on that path and I'm so curious what's coming next. I have so many favorite scenes from the movie, but one of my favorite scenes is when they're reading um, to each other in the evening by the fire and the camera rests for the longest time on Luana Bairami's round face and eyes. I really also loved how much she let the servant be so fully formed in the movie. She's never a prop or some aid for a love story or for the love story. And, oh, and another favorite scene is when uh, Eloise and Marianne are lying in bed and they talk about when they first knew that they had feelings for one another. I think that really brought me back to the first loves I've had and how you can admit to the person about the exact moment that you fell in love with them. So now, now yeah, you, you have to tell me about your favorite scenes from the movie. So um, I was thinking about this and, and I'm, I guess I don't really know how to say it, but to, to say it, but I don't think I knew that Tove Janssen was queer. I mean, I don't think I ever thought about her sexuality growing up. And reading her books, um, yeah, it just never sort of occurred to me. But thinking back on it, I also didn't, I don't really think that anybody really highlighted it either. Um, I'm still only 12 hours into my audiobook on Selma Lago Luf and have 12 hours left, but it feels like the same kind of thing happened with her kind of as I got to know her work and growing up with her stories. I don't recall any of the history books or my Swedish lit teachers mentioning her queerness at all. Anyway, I guess maybe more on that later. But I just looked up Fair Play and it sounds incredible. I'll add it to the list and um, I'm going to get two copies so you can have one too. I got a PDF of Paradise, Paradise Rot. Um, because you mentioned it, and I'm really liking it. I love how frequently people urinate in the book. Uh, I don't know what that says about me. But um, I've only read a few chapters, so um, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you more about it later. Um, otherwise, I'm just reading children's books to Vera over and over and over and over again. I'm so tired, and I feel like I could sleep for three days straight, um, but now um, I'm a little bit out of breath, and I feel actually much better having gone on a run. Um, so I'm going to end this letter. hope you're well. I'm thinking of you. Take good care, and talk soon. Love, Syl.